Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon, I'm about the only Detroit Lions fan in the state, maybe anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm basically alone, so I'd love to have you join me. You know, we can go to lunch. It would be a weekly basis. Totally your treat. I'd love to accept that. We could talk about the Lions. Hey, there you go. I like it. What listener was that who, who sent that in? That was Matt. Matt, shout out to Matt. That's, he, that, that's what we're looking for. We're picking Gordon and NFL team today uh, here on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, and we spent the whole break brainstorming NFL teams. We've got to come up with a compelling reason for Gordon to be a fan. You could be uh, BFFs with Matt. I like that. And free lunch involved. Right no, there, free lunch for him. Oh, is that what he said? I yeah. thought he said uh, free lunch for, for you. A lion? A lion is a noble creature, and uh, you know, they have kind of cool unis and whatnot, although they've just always sucked. See, I like this exercise because we'll we'll find a reason for Gordon to glom onto somebody. I, th- we talked in the break. I think, I think your strongest argument right now is the Packers. Because your daughter and son-in-law are Packer fans, and you could all root for the Packers together. It could be like a family thing. Yeah, I think I, a lot of t- people pick their teams two, based two on that. Two of my daughters are huge Packer fans, and uh, one and my my daughter's husband, Eric, is from uh, Wisconsin, and he is. It, well, we'll see if it happens. I I, I, I don't. If you're the, I my daughter lives in Minnesota. So they were somewhat conflicted living in Minnesota, but they were Packer fans. They were cheeseheads. So I don't know. Maybe that's uh, something to consider in this. But I will pledge by the end of this show to have an NFL team. And I'm not. I'm, I'm going to get a jersey. I'm going to buy a sticker to stick on my, maybe even on my car. I'll I'll go the whole nine yards. At least a sticker like on your computer or something somewhere. Uh, let's to, see. To express my fandom. Bearded Ute tweets in. He says the Bears. They always have a good defense and mediocre offense like Utah, and they always disappoint like BYU. Perfect team for any football fan in the state of Utah. Can I root for a team that has a quarterback that played like Trubisky did last night? This Bears fan sure does. Tony does. All right. Well, whatever. Is, whatever is, that, a, is that a factor? You want a team with a good quarterback? It would be a lot more fun to have a good team. Well, the, the Bears won the division last year. Yeah. And they were, but boy, they looked disappointed. I mean, the defense looked good last night, but that offense could not get much done. Nope. Uh, we've got some more open mics coming in. Let we're helping Gordon today. This is this is a fun exercise. And well, if you, well, want, I meant I meant to help all our listeners, but if you want to bounce it back this way, all right then. I well, mean, listen to Chad's tweet first. I don't know a person who doesn't root for an NFL team. And then he adds, my, That's not true. my Redskins fandom came from a teddy bear logo when I was a kid in the early 80s. <laughs> throw a dart and pick a team. I'll bet you throw it again if you don't like it. 
But but uh, most. That's not true. I think a lot of people here don't have teams because there's no team sports here. fans. I, I'm telling you, every sports fan I know has an NFL team. They mm, maybe maybe a good portion do, but there are some who. Don't. I would guess that the vast, vast, vast majority of our listenership has an NFL team that they are at least partial to. I know no way to prove this argument, so I don't know what to say. But that Utah policy poll you're talking about includes many non-sports fans. You yeah, realize this, obviously, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's help Gordon out. We have another uh, submission on the open mic, Austin. Let's go to Dallas. Gordon, I did this exact same thing last year. I picked to be a Houston Texans fan, and I love it. Nobody ever has anything bad to say about the Texans. <laughs> I'm going to kill Matt Shaw. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. And all you have to know is J.J. Watt. Yeah. And that's he is a, very good. Yeah, that's a good reason. He does a lot of cool stuff in the community, yeah, too. Yeah, he does. He's a good guy, seems like, anyway. And isn't he date, didn't he marry the, the uh, soccer player from Alta? Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. she plays for the Royals. No, oh. she doesn't. I she, don't know if they got married. No, but. she plays for a different team. She doesn't play for the Royals. Oh. Hmm. She plays. All right, soccer she, nerd. She's a professional. <laughs> See, here's something. What, I, what kind of kit does she wear in the boots on the pitch? and <laughs> Here's Do they something. tie? I don't know. <laughs> Here's something I can get behind. Michael tweets in and says, with uh, everyone in Gordon's family being a Packers fan, he should be a Vikings fan. You could be that contrarian in the family. Yeah. Because people do that, too. Here's the thing, though. When I was a kid, I was a Packers fan, and I hated the Vikings. I hated the purple people eaters. I couldn't stand them. Because all of a sudden, Vince left uh, Green Bay, and then the Packers started falling apart from there and, and and the vikings were the ones that so often inflicted the pain i don't know i could maybe do that uh, they got uh, horns on their helmet here's gage tweeting in he says gordon can cheer for the vikings that way when someone complains about their team losing in the super bowl he can one-up them with a vikings loss <laughs> So I can. My pain is greater than yours. Let me about. Let me tell you about the time my team lost. <laughs> All right, these are good suggestions. These are good suggestions. Uh-huh. This is fun, and I'm I'm genuinely excited to see you be a fan of something. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'll dive uh, face first into this. I'm gonna. You know. I'm gonna. Can we hang out on a Sunday or two and and watch whatever game uh, <laughs> with whatever team you get into? If I get assigned a team that has two wins this year, how much fun is that going to be? But that's part of being a fan. I, I get it. You got to suffer and uh, and rejoice with what happens. That's why you've got to find an additional reason to latch on, and that's why our listeners are being very helpful right now. Got to find an additional reason for you to be a fan. Something. Yeah. So, but but I I do pledge that uh, once I commit, I will commit. We have another open mic over there, Austin. Uh, if you want to, download our Zone Sports Network app. Hit the open mic feature. You can record up to 15 seconds of audio. Hit send, and it goes right to Austin in the control room. Let's go to Mark, who's next. I have a suggestion for the team nomination, the L.A. Chargers. For one thing, they have no fan base. And didn't he work out there at one time? That's true. You did work in Southern California. Yes, I did. Uh, you did. I, I, I like his. Uh, <laughs> I like his uh, reasoning there that they have no fans. Remember, Bill Pulaski wrote that column. Don't come to L.A. We don't want you. Yes, we don't care about you. So that kind of would would go to the contrarian in you to latch onto the team that nobody likes. And I actually think the Chargers are going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, I picked him to go to the Super Bowl last year, which I was wrong, but not. Not by that far, I suppose. Melvin Gordon holding out is an issue. Yes, that is a big issue. I just I have a tough time rooting for that ownership group. 
because I used to kind of like the Chargers too, but their owner is a super buffoon. Since we're talking about the NFL, Jake, uh, what do you make of this Antonio Brown story? He apologized for his behaviors. He had the weird preseason, started with frostbitten feet, and uh, he had this helmet dispute, his confrontation the other day with Raiders GM Mike Mayock, uh, in which he used all kinds of language and called him names that have uh, come to public knowledge now. And... uh, it looked as though he might lose out on his $30 million contract, and he suddenly apologizes, and apparently now he's ready to go. He's going to play on And another. the Raiders, who had said they were going to sit him and uh, and uh, basically, what, uh, suspend him, I guess, uh, they, they said, oh, oh, never mind, he's going to play on Monday night. And I'm sitting there going, it gets back to that thing you always bring up, Jake, that if you can play... If you're good, you're going to be treated well. You're going to be treated differently. Yeah. But I do think that there is a reason that some NFL franchises never win. And the Raiders haven't won in a long, long time because the culture in that franchise is terrible. And, yeah, Antonio Brown's really, really good. But what kind of message does this send to the rest of the team? It's just got to be poison in that locker room, right? It's just absolute poison. Uh, or are they brothers and they're going to come together and say, hey, you're, you apologize to the team. We're going to accept your apology and move forward. It's not so much about apologies, I think, is, is like behavioral stuff. Like, well, I can get away with this because Antonio. And then when you get punished for something that he wouldn't get punished for, I mean, it's just bad stuff. Yeah, but I think people, I think the players realize. I think I think coaches uneven. look at it that way. I don't think players look at it that way. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, Our, one other thing I wanted to ask you about: okay. Did you see the story about Liberty coach Hugh Freeze? Is going to coach from a dental chair or something? Well, he's been suffering from a serious staph infection. He he, he coached Liberty from the press box last week in a hospital bed, in a hospital bed. And this week, they're going on the road, and uh, they're playing Louisiana, and they don't have a press box situation that will accommodate a hospital bed. And so they are bringing in a medical chair, a dental chair, a a medical chair for him to sit in while he coaches his team from the press box. Is this... Overkill? I mean, should he be... Very much. Should he be home recuperating? Yes. What is, is he? What is he doing? This is egomania at its worst. Listen, you coach Liberty, you're going to lose either way. <laughs> you might as well stay home and get better. I mean, let somebody else coach for crying out loud. If you can't, honestly, can't win, don't try. No, if if you can't physically do your job, well, get to the point where you can. You know what I mean? I mean, Gordon. Uh, I I don't know. Last year, I can't remember when you when you got really sick. Uh, where, do you remember you? You told me you lost like a couple of pounds. Oh, uh, that was that was a few years. Was ago. that a few years ago yeah, or whatever? A couple, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. For crying out loud, Gordon! I wish you were here, but stay home and take care of yourself for a minute. You know, get better. Like we need you at full capacity. You yeah. know what I mean? Take, I, I guess yeah, that's, I lost thirteen pounds in one week. Yeah, that's how I'll simplify it. I guess take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hugh. Take care of yourself, bro. <laughs> Get rid of that infection. Yeah. And, and then, then come back. Come back and coach. I'm sure, you know, one of your assistants or coordinators or something can keep the ship afloat. I hope you hired somebody good enough that they can at least, you know, coach a game. But I think take he, care of yourself. He was now. even giving his team a pep talk via video. Yeah. God, just 
take it easy. You got <laughs> staff can be really serious. Yes, it was. It was it was life threatening. And Overkill, yeah, that's a good word for it. Okay. All right, want to remind you about our friends at Homey. Did you know Homey assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back in your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's Homey. Jordan Pendleton, the former Coog, joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Riley Nelson, BYU football analyst. So, given the fact that they're obviously not the Tennessee that we've known that won six national titles, and then they lose to Georgia State, is it too dramatic to say this is a must-win for BYU? For them to accomplish goals of improving on last year's record, so in hopes to get eight or nine wins, I think this is a must-win. And then also, from the standpoint of just maintaining your fan base and keeping the interest level high and keeping a full stadium throughout the rest of the home game slate, I think, yeah, it is a must-win from that standpoint. This guy is not falling, but you do have to show some signs of improvement if you're going to make anything of this season. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So put your hands together and please welcome This is Utah's best sports radio. Guess who's back? You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Happy Friday. Big game coming up for BYU. Gordon, of course, we've been talking about it, uh, traveling down to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. Well, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Want to remind you to get $100 off the registered Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former Cougar linebacker Jordan Pendleton on the Big Show. Happy Friday, Jordan. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we are doing terrific. Uh, break this down for uh, for us. Gordon and I were talking about this earlier in the show. Who do you think has more pressure on them as a program to win this weekend, Tennessee or BYU? Oh, man, that's a, that's a good question. I think it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> um, obviously, obviously, there's a ton of pressure on BYU just because of the schedule that we have and, and specifically the next four games that we're playing. But it, I... I would imagine if you talk to a Tennessee fan, they would say the same exact thing. So, obviously, pressure is big for both teams, whereas Tennessee's playing at home. I think it presents more of a, you know, there, there, there's more on the line for them than there is on us just because it's a home game. But I would say if you're a BYU fan, you'd have to say this is a, this is a very important game for BYU. After watching what you saw against the Utes, uh, what what are you looking for in this particular game against the Vols for BYU? Yeah, I just hope they come out and and start, you know, just firing on all cylinders and stop playing like, you know, stop playing conservative. I just hopefully they I think there's just so much pressure built up in that game and I don't think BYU can handle it right now. And so I hope they can rebound and come out and, and put the ball in Zach Wilson's hands and let him throw the ball and let him just be him and, and let players go make plays and, 
you know, that's that's the main thing I want to see is just to have them come out. I don't want them to change the entire game plan because Zach threw a couple interceptions, one that should have never been thrown. He was getting tripped up. I, I just hope they come out and stick to, you know, his strength and what he can do and not not change things, um, you know, in spite of how important this win is. Given how poorly Tennessee stopped the run last week against Georgia State, uh, kind of on the, in that same vein, I guess, do you expect Tyson Williams to have a bigger role? I 100% do. Uh, you know, we have to get the running game going in order for it to open up Zach in the passing game. And so with, uh, you know, I think after BYU watches film on last week and they see some of the weaknesses that Tennessee presents, hopefully they can attack those weaknesses and make the run game a huge part of this game because we're going to need it in order for for Zach to be able to open up the offense and throw to his receivers. And, and it's just going to it'll, it'll make things a lot easier as far as the passing game goes if we can establish some momentum on the ground. Yeah, Georgia State did that to the Vols. It'll, what about the defensive side for BYU? I mean, what did you think uh, against the Utes, and what are you expecting against the Volunteers? Because Tennessee couldn't run the ball. They really struggled to run the ball against Georgia State. Do you think BYU will be able to contain that attack? Yes, I, I do. I think BYU's defense is going to have a lot better showing this week, and mainly just because I think Utah Utes, I think their offensive line is good, and I think they have a great running back. And, you know, I thought we played relatively good against them, especially in the first half. I didn't think we played too bad. Aside from him being able to break out and and make some phenomenal runs, I thought we did a very decent job of of defending the youth uh, for a certain, you know, period of time. I think we'll be better against Tennessee. I don't think they have a running back quite like Utah's. And, you know, coming off of last game, I think there was a lot of positives on defense that hopefully they can carry over to the next game. Jordan Pendleton, the former Cougar with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jordan, what was uh, the most intimidating road environment you played in in your career? And what's it like? What, what are the, the Cougars in store for playing again in a stadium that holds 100,000 fans? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, surprisingly, when TCU – had their old stadium. Uh, that place was pretty crazy. And, and uh, the stadium was built, like, right on top of the field. There wasn't very much room from, you know, where you're standing on the sidelines as a player uh, to the fan that's, like, right on top of you. And then it was built upward, so it would get extremely loud. And the fans there were crazy. They had a, you know, it, it was nuts. And so that was that was definitely a place that was intimidating. You know, we played in uh, Texas. They had over 100,000 there. That was pretty remarkable. But I've heard, I've never been to a Tennessee game, but I've just heard they have one of the top three loudest stadiums. They hold, you know, over 100,000 people. And I've heard they've got, you know, one of the best fan bases that's in, you know, in the country. And so I think it's definitely going to be a test for BYU to go in and steal this win. Jordan, did you ever go into a building that you, that was so storied and so historic that you actually stopped and paused and looked around and sort of soaked it in. Yeah, I I absolutely did. In fact, uh, when we played at Florida State in 2010, that was the school for me because, you know, Deion Sanders was my favorite player growing up. He, he's one of my favorite athletes of all time. 
and sitting at Florida State thinking that I'm, in, I'm playing in the same stadium as like my favorite player of all time, that was, a, that was a pretty surreal moment for me. And then also, too, Florida State was stacked. I think they had like 10 guys that went to the NFL that year that we got to play against. So that was, a, that was a special moment for me as far as stadiums being played in. And when you walked into that stadium, I suppose with your teammates, what kind of uh, what uh, how, what kind of team unity do you feel? I mean, do you walk in there with a uniform and feeling pride in in what you uh, what your team is about? And, uh, and and in a case like this, Tennessee BYU's never played there before. These teams have never played. So is there is there is that palpable? One hundred percent. And you know, it doesn't matter. Losing to Utah won't play an effect on the the feeling that these guys will have once they walk on that field. It's it's something special when you anytime you play in front of you know a hundred thousand people. It it doesn't matter what's going on in your life if you lost to Utah or whatever. When you walk out on that field and you know how special and like the history there. I mean, you know Peyton Manning played at that school. Like it's a there, there's a lot of history there and to to go out there and just feel that like overwhelming feeling of a hundred thousand people watching you. It's pretty, it's special. And, and, you know, especially all the work that you put into it year round going through fall camp, you, you do all this stuff for nine months just to get a chance to play, you know, 12 games and each one of those games, especially at a place like this, it becomes very important and it's, it's something special for sure. Jordan, as always, we thank you very much for the insight and enjoy the game tomorrow. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Jordan Pendleton. I, I kind of agree with what he was saying, that uh, I, I think Tennessee is going to feel more pressure than BYU. Do you? Yeah. Yep. If they don't show well, and if they get beat, uh, I, I, you know, just like I don't know if uh, what Ron McBride said is, is accurate, that uh, uh, the coach could be could lose his job. I don't know if that's a fact, but uh, certainly that that – notion sort of epitomizes what Tennessee is up against right now. Yeah, that fan base I'm sure is grumpy and um, it'll be interesting to see if it's a sellout for a team that that usually sells out its home games even though they're 100,000 seats. I, I heard uh, I think it was on uh, Hanson Scotty where they had a beat writer who was who was saying that it might be 85 to 90 as opposed to 102 well, whatever it, it is. And especially since you have an opponent that the fan base may not be all that familiar with. I mean, I think most people have heard of BYU football before, but they have no real connection to it and uh, you know, that usually draws people in when when their emotions are stirred up. No doubt about it. All right, we've got the Night Not Sports Report coming up right around the corner. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This was the song stuck in my head when I scored my first touchdown ever. I don't know why. Pre-game fired up with Elton John? Or? Yeah, I was listening to it on the way there. That was, yeah, my very first touchdown. I had this you stuck in my head. you the tiny dancer in the end zone? I was, actually. I see. May or may not have got a flag. There was no time left. It didn't matter. Were you screaming the lyrics, hold me closer, tiny dancer? No. Tony is about 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, oh, how it feels so real. Right here. In my head. I don't know why. But it was a heck of a play, and we still lost 33-12, to 12, but... Oh, when you've got a tiny dancer starting on defense, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Jay Drew of the Deseret News will join the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Until then, Gordon, where are we going today? I, I don't know exactly where this took place, but I saw a story about a guy who's getting blasted for a financial decision. Now, We've talked about something similar to this in the past, but this is a specific case, and I want to get your thought on it. What is the rule of thumb for how much you're supposed to spend on an engagement ring? Isn't it like three months' salary? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Isn't that the general rule of thumb? I don't know. Is that uh, Austin? Michael Scott on The Office said it's three years' salary. That's right. (laughs) Three years? (laughs) <laughs> Didn't, isn't that what he got for Jan or whatever? No, for Holly. Holly, that's right. Three years. Three so. years. That'd be quite a ring, wouldn't it? Well, it depends for on your salary. For you, yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, that'd be all the rings for you. <laughs> so you need a bulldozer. So, to so bring, bring I, I, I'm trying to think. Like our listeners out there, you know, there might be a lot of guys who 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 are thinking about proposing, and they're trying to make this decision now. I, a couple things. Can you cheap out a little bit at the beginning and then replace it later when you're a little more financially secure? Is that appropriate? Or is once the ring, it's always the ring? I think what's appropriate is whatever the person who's getting the ring wants, probably, right? So you can replace it. Austin, if you gave Whitney some uh, some little thing out of a gumball machine or something. Never could, again. Could you <laughs> learn that? No, could I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally could, kidding. You could replace that on down the line uh, if your ship comes in. Sort of. Yeah. In fact, when we were thinking about uh, going through with it, every person we visited with said, if this doesn't work out, come on back and we'll get the one you want. So, When you say it doesn't work out, what do you mean? If this isn't the right type of ring, oh. what she wants. Yeah, there wasn't a. I thought you. I should have rephrased. I thought that, you were yeah. talking about the relationship. Yeah, I should have rephrased that. Well, that brings up another question: If if a, if a if an engagement is broken off, or do, do, do you get the ring back? Yes, you get the ring back. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, because it's not a gift. No. Yeah, but if they call off the engagement. I would think if if you call possession off, you, is nine tenths of the law. Yeah, right? but why would she want it? That's what I would think. Why would she, she could, want? She could sell it. This also happened on the office oh, when Angela it. kept her engagement <laughs> ring from Andy and sold it. Yeah, and bought a whole uh, like seven new cats with the profits. But oh wow! No, I don't. You, think, you yeah. should, as a good person, give, give the back. ring back. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Well, this is what happened. Some guy out there, he he ended up deciding to spend more money on the TV he wanted than on the engagement ring he bought for his future wife. Is that okay? And what NFL team, pray tell, did he root for? <laughs> right. No, that's probably not okay. It's, it's, it's not? Well, then you're just you're kind of sending the message that the TV is more important to you. So, than- so do you have to give a ring that hurts? 
because of its expense? No, it doesn't. To show how you're committed you are? See, this, this guy's faux pas isn't the amount of money he spent. It's that he's prioritizing something else. It's not yeah, about the, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, about yeah, the figure. But, but that's it's, true for anything in life, isn't it? I mean, because you're going to spend more on certain things than you are on other things. So is what you're saying is then you have to get an engagement ring that is expensive enough to show how truly committed you are. Why does it always come down to a dollar figure with you? Well, because that's what he was getting blasted for. This is about his priorities. It can't be that Cracker Jack ring if, you, if that's all you can afford. But he could have afforded more, right? He could have afforded to put Apparently more effort so, into he bought, it. He bought a nicer TV that costs more. Yeah. So I, I think it's, but I think maybe, it's what you prioritize. But maybe it's not his. It's maybe it's not a, a lack of priority for his, uh, for his bride to be. Maybe it's pragmatism that he's going to be watching the TV more than he's going to be looking at the ring. So there's there's more use. That's not pragmatic. <laughs> That's selfish. <laughs> That's going to come back to haunt That's you. That's not anyway, pragmatic right? at all. That I'm kind of selfish. concerned that you're trying to find a way where he's right. Super concerned. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out what is appropriate and what isn't. That's all. Hmm. That's all. So the message you guys are sending is that you really have to you have to buy until it hurts. No, you have to for your bride. You have to invest. <laughs> you have a to pri- word, You have to prioritize her. Appropriately. Appropriately, yeah. So would you be willing to sell your car so you could buy her a nicer ring? Uh, I, I suppose well, that would car, be up well, to you. You wouldn't get much for your car. Nope. <laughs> Jeez. Well, he, easy war bucks. No, he makes This sense. is like the most- <laughs> Look at your poor car. This is like the You're most poor. <laughs> superficial slash selfish segment that we've ever no, had. What do you mean? It's about, it's like, it's like you said, it's about prioritizing. Correct. It doesn't matter- but but he spent more on his TV, and so everyone's just ripping the living daylights out of him. Apparently, I've got an I've got a uh, I, I've got a story similar to this that I can't tell you uh, tell on the air, but I'll tell you off the air. All right, uh, podcast. Uh, even there, even there. Yeah, even my there. mom. My mom lost her wedding ring. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, lost it in the ocean, and uh, my dad got her something else. But for a long time there, she just wore a band, hmm. just a band. All right. Uh, and then he went out and, and bought a TV. Bought, <laughs> bought, bought her a TV. No. See, here's the thing. I give everything. I, we give all, everything we we can to our to our our our, our, our spouses, right? We uh, give everything, don't you? Brad uh, Brad tweets in says, "Ask Gordon if uh, the guy did that to his daughter. How would you feel?" <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's a whole different matter. Right. How so? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. I, I suppose that could be sending the wrong signal. Yeah, and, and really, if you want to use the word investment, if you're investing in a relationship, it's not so much about the ring; it's about the symbolism of the ring Correct. and what you mean to me, and uh, and how much, how far in debt I'm willing to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Jay Drew joins us from Knoxville next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So Antonio Brown got into a little bit of a skirmish with Mike Mayock because Mayock find him. Guy didn't show up at camp, missed a bunch of practices because of his helmet, all other kind of issues he was dealing with. So Mike Mayock said that he is not practicing with the team right now. Most likely will be suspended. You know, Scotty, this is a good time for this to happen. You know, it's early in camp. They'll still beat the Broncos, though. So, oh no, they won't. Yes, they no, will. They won't. No. When is that game? That's on Monday. I don't know if it's Bobby A. Bear or if it's Bubby Brister that's quarterbacking for the Broncos, but I can guarantee you they're not going to lose to uh, the lowly uh, Raiders. Don't, don't jinx this for me. You're coming in way too hot here. <laughs> you see where his confidence is, Hans. Like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Easy. Calm down over there. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.